Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Man, there's a ton going on today. It's a big show today. We've got part three, the finale with Dr. Robert Malone. Make sure you stick around for that. Vivek Ramaswamy, he's going to be in this hour. We talk about cancel culture. We talk about what the whole Joe Rogan Spotify situation means to you and me, regular Americans. We also have uh, Phil Robertson on. He, of course, the patriarch from Duck Dynasty. He's got a new book out called Uncanceled. And we also talk about cancel culture there. And he relates it to the fact that we've lost our religion in this country, which is very, very interesting to me. We do all that and much, much more on a Tuesday. <laughs> Let's go. Crazy Train Tuesday. Hi. Carrie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. Appreciate you asking. Polo, get it done. CJ is in for Sam. Hi, CJ. Good to see you. So, when we talk about cancel culture, people get all wound up. It makes them feel uncomfortable. But we're going to get into it today. A couple of great interviews on that. And I do appreciate you choosing today. And again, uh, the finale with Dr. Robert Malone, if you missed any part of one or two, we will have all three parts, actually just the full interview, nonstop 37 minutes, up on Rumble tonight after the program. So go and check that out for sure. But first, I want to talk about uh, about a half an hour about uh, an email that I got. So Carrie, here's it. No? You're saying don't do that? Um, well, is this a new segment? You are going to do the stupid emails? I'm not going to do this every day. Okay. So, so yesterday, for those who missed it, I, I did this where I really called this guy out about how incorrect he was in what he thought I, he heard me say, and he's a law enforcement, and he's a theologian, you know, a theologian, all this stuff. So I, I spent a good you know, 20 minutes on it, and I got two or three emails from people saying, you wasted good airtime. And I'm going, it's my airtime. I do whatever I want. What Hello, are you it's the it's Joe Pag Show. Exactly. <laughs> you don't like it. it. Yeah. You know, right down the road. You know what I'm saying? Change. So, um, and, and I, but I wasn't rude about it, but I was like, listen, it, it, we did three great interviews yesterday. We did nonstop, you know, issue after issue after issue. I gave you monologues. We gave you everything. Um, you know, we gave you parodies as much as we can. If I want to spend a little time on a doofus and an email, I will. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it again today, but if I get another doofus back and forth email like that, Hell, I might do it again because you know what, Carrie? We had way more people who said, you know what? Way to tell that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? Way to stand up to that oh, guy. Sure. You yeah. know what? That was actually kind of entertaining and cool. Yeah, and they actually had a couple of compliments about you too that I don't have time to get to. Oh, but, wait. No, I think we have what? plenty of time because we just started the no, show. No, we don't. We've got like no, three Paul hours. No, Paul's rapping me. He's like, oh, wrap this no. part up. Let's go. <laughs> no, He's come like, on. Let's go, Sparky. Wow. Uh, but no, they were very, and, and I'll have a interact with, uh, with Carrie and Chocolate Voice and Baba Da. So they did like that because everybody but everybody who's listening to my voice right now has at some point in his or her life received a similar dumb email. Mm-hmm. And you always are right there going, do I respond? Do I not respond? Unfortunately, I have a problem with not responding. <laughs> I know, so I respond. Problem with it. Yeah. Yes. You don't know when to stop. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, we yeah. dealt with that yesterday, and we're going to move on from that now. But there are <laughs> news hitting today. I don't know that we have enough time for the dumbness of the stupidity of those around us. And... What I mean by this is we've got some sort of this weird notion in this country that we can somehow solve the drug problem by helping drug users do their drugs. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, the first needle exchange I heard about might have been San Francisco or somewhere like that. I was just befuddled. I didn't understand. Why would we possibly give somebody a needle 
with which to shoot heroin into his or her arms. Well, it's much safer. They won't die this way. We can monitor it. It won't be a dirty needle. What? No. No, no, no. You're actually telling them, we agree with you doing the heroin. But I guess not to be left out, um, the man I'm going to start calling the daddy of crackheads, Joe Biden, has decided to take another step, but this time he's going to help out the crack users. Now, I don't know if there's an angle here because Hunter Biden is a known crack user, and I'm not making a, an accusation out of the blue. It's on his hard drive. He's smoking crack. So, I mean, maybe maybe that's what, what we're dealing with here, but this story, when it hit today, Carrie, I promise you I thought it was fake, mm-hmm. but this is from John Solomon's website that I know is very, very good, and, and you got to fill us in here. Yeah, from JustTheNews.com, nearly 40 years after First Lady Nancy Reagan created the Just Say No anti-drug campaign in the 1980s, President Joe Biden's funding drug paraphernalia through the Department of Health and Human Services. Following his wife's lead on the anti-drug campaign that was geared toward school kids, President Ronald Reagan created the first official Just Say No to Drugs Week in 1986. Two years later, more than 12,000 Just Say No clubs had started around the U.S. and the world, and cocaine use dropped by a third among high school seniors. However, drug overdose deaths spiked 28.5% to 100,306 over the 12 months ending in April last year. Now under the Biden administration, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration is providing nearly $30 million for a grant program that will include funding for the purchase and distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts in underserved communities to advance racial equity. And the $30 million is to be allocated over the next three years, $10 million each year, for the Harm Reduction Program Grant, which is designed to support community-based overdose prevention programs, syringe services programs, and other harm reduction services. Among required activities listed in the grant's program description, funds are to be used to purchase equipment and supplies to enhance harm reduction efforts including safe sex kits, including PREP resources and condoms, safe smoking kits and supplies, syringes to prevent and control the spread of infectious diseases. An HHS spokesman told the Washington Free Beacon the smoking kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance, the outlet reported. According to the agency, the purpose of the kits is to reduce the spread of infection through cuts and sores when using glass pipes for smoking substances, the Beacon reported. Okay, let's break this down. First of all, what are they on crack? Oh, mm. I, I guess I guess they are. Um, I want to make sure that I, I encapsulate this for those who are just stopping by now. The Biden administration is earmarking $30 million over the, past, over the next three years, $10 million a year to give, to buy and distribute crack pipes. And the wording used is to underserved communities. These are communities that don't have enough crack pipes. They're underserved by those who are selling crack pipes or making them. And this is going to promote racial equity. Now, are you black? Are you Hispanic? Are you Asian? Are you American Indian? Are you other than white? And are you sick of Whitey having all the good crack pipes? Are you? That's what Joe Biden thinks. Joe Biden thinks it's inequitable that marginalized communities, and the word marginalized means nothing, by the way, marginalized communities aren't getting the proper amount of clean crack pipes. This isn't a joke. The daddy of all crackheads, Joe Biden, has decided that we must give more crack pipes. And what do they call it, Carrie, a reduced harm initiative? 
Uh, yes. What the, what? I have an idea. Here's how you can reduce harm with somebody who's smoking crack or meth or shooting heroin because they're going to give you clean needles too to reduce harm. Pick them up, get them off the streets, put them in rehab and, and help them get over the addiction they're on. How about that? That's something I would be happy to see my tax dollars go toward. In fact, not even through the government. Let's do it through faith-based organizations or community organizations and not have the government touch the money at all because they'll screw it up somehow. That's how you, you reduce harm. You reduce harm by getting people off of illicit drugs. You don't sit there and watch them do the crack or the meth or the heroin in front of you with the new clean, the, the shiny new clean crack pipe or needle. I don't understand what this is all about. Other than, are they trying to lessen the population? Do they want people to die from staying hooked on drugs? Do they want people to, to be overdosed even more than 100,000 a year, which is what we're finding now? 100,000 dead Americans a year overdosing on drugs, and the government's going to step in and help. Here I am to save the day. Here's your crack pipe. What on earth is going on? I need anybody and everybody who is for this to get in line and get a drug test because there's something very, very wrong with the idea that instead of teaching don't do drugs, instead of taking people who are doing drugs and give them rehab, instead of taking people who are selling drugs and locking them up, we're going to give them clean crack pipes. The drug dealers are going, holy crap, this is great. Anybody who wants a crack pipe now has one. I could sell more crack. And my argument in court would be, wait a second, you're giving people clean needles and and clean pipes. I'm just giving them the product to use. This is clearly bizarro world. And this is clearly a world where we, we become so detached from any sort of value system that it makes my face hurt. Your thoughts on this? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Make sure you go to the website. Check out the top stories. There's one about Chicago and Lori Lightfoot. There's another story about this where you're getting clean crack pipes, which makes no sense. It's mind-boggling. Go right now, JoePags.com. Call in if you want to be heard. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. You guys cool with your $30 million going to buy crack pipes? Are you, are you cool with that? You okay with Joe Biden providing some more needles? Hey, come on. See, you know, I thought this was a localized issue because we saw that video out of uh, New York City probably two weeks ago and one area in Harlem where they were setting up, hey, come and do your drugs here. It'll be safer. And the people in the community were going, wait, 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 uh, hold on a second. I mean, I don't understand. We're inviting people to come and do drugs? Even the far lefty leftists were going, I'm sorry, what? You want you want them in our neighborhood? And now they're going to step it up and buy some crack pipes. And Carrie, I think the, the verbiage that jumped out at me the most, and as a journalist, maybe, maybe this hit you too, mm-hmm. um, was that they said for underserved communities. Yes. Underserved from what? About, and to advance racial equity. How is that racial equity? How exactly does that help anybody who's an alleged oppressed, suppressed, repressed, or marginalized race? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't either. 
it's not fair that the white community has all the crack pipes. I'm, I don't, I'm not following. And they can't make a good excuse or a good, uh, any sort of good reasoning here. That's why I called them out. Your thoughts on this, 888-941-PAGS. If you can't get through, no problem. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see contact. That email will come right to me. Just got one, as a matter of fact, on this uh, from a social worker who's very unhappy about it. So uh, we'll go to your phone calls in a second. We'll see your emails as well. Go there, and you can uh, you can also hit the the social media from the website. Just scroll down. You'll see all the, listing, all the listings of the social media. Again, the TikTok, which is brand new, at JoePags, building very quickly. I actually was able to put one of my parodies on TikTok, today and it didn't go away a second one i tried to put up did go away so i'm still trying to figure out the whole copyright issue on there but you can go check out that i did a, a crack tiktok today i know i wasn't on crack because i'm not in a underserved community i guess but um but there's stuff on colin kaepernick all sorts of stuff over there check out the tiktok uh, as well let me tell you in the meantime about newsmax not sure if you saw this i've been telling you about it this week grant Stint, uh, stinchfield is on newsmax exposing nancy pelosi's hypocrisy Reports say Nancy Pelosi could be worth as much as $250 million, and she recently even made up to $30 million in stock trades with big tech. You know, she oversees big tech. She can bring up legislation about big tech. She's just making money off them. Stinchfield is tired of Pelosi's hypocrisy. He's launched a petition called Give It Back Nancy, demanding that she return the $30 million to help poor families. You need to join Stinchfield's petition. You can do so right now going to giveitbacknancy.com. Giveitbacknancy.com. You can join in right now and let Nancy Pelosi know how you feel. Stinchfield is on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern, revealing the truth about Pelosi. You'll also see Michael Savage, Dick Morris on Stinchfield. Get Newsmax on every major cable system. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, tell them you want it. Or watch Newsmax free on your streaming platforms. Millions are tuning, are turning and tuning to Newsmax, a source you can trust. Watch Stinchfield tonight. Hold Pelosi accountable. Go right now to giveitbacknancy.com. And I'm on tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time is usually my normal hit on Wednesdays on Newsmax. You're going to want to check that out as well. They go to the phone lines in the meantime. It's going to be uh, Minnesota and J-Rock. J-Rock, talk to me. What's going on? Hey, Babe, what's up, man? Hey, J-Rock, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to go down and get my biting crack pipe, man. All right, you enjoy that. Open line, 888 What do I do with that, Carrie? I'm not sure. I don't know. If you're doing a character, um, do it. Be funny. Get in. Get out. Be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I gave him a chance. Maybe he's doing like some kind of Cheech and Chong thing. I don't know. I, uh, it, it, maybe it was really bad. Uh, yeah. Bad Cheech and Chong, but yeah. but maybe if you would have said, "Hey, it's Dave. Dave's not here." <laughs> yeah, that might have been funnier. I, I don't uh, know what he was doing. J Rock sure. probably will call back now. I wasn't able to get to the joke. No, dude, we, we have full phone lines. We got to go fast today because people are not happy about free crack pipes. Todd, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Uh, you made a comment a while ago about the, the free crock pipes. Uh, that what was Joe trying to do, kill more people? You know, well, of course, COVID hasn't hasn't killed enough people, according to, to Joe Bags. I mean, to, to, I'm sorry, uh, to Joe Biden. All right, Todd, thanks. Yeah, Joe Pags is not looking to kill people with the COVID. You know what I'm saying, Carrie? I'm not really sure. Did I come out too on fire today? Um, I'm not, I don't know. I think, I, obviously, he meant Joe Biden, but Joe Pags <laughs> came out you know first. I mean? So, yeah. Right, just take what a breath. We, it's going to be What okay. are we talking about here? <laughs> like, Hold on, am I missing something? What, what? I think he got nervous because he also said crockpots. So, did he say crockpots? I, 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 I don't think they're giving away free crockpots. <laughs> Okay. I want one of those. Uh, very good. Yeah. They are not. They are not because I, I am in an underserved community when it comes to crack, uh, to crockpots, and I would like to have one for sure. I need crockpot equity is what I'm looking for here. Ernest, Canyon Lake, what's going on? Hi, Ernest. 
Hey, hey, Joe. I listen to your show every day. It's Thank awesome. You. I just wanted to comment about this ridiculous, you know, thing that uh, Joe Biden's wanting to do. It's absolutely ridiculous. I've never heard of anything more ridiculous. I mean, why not take the thirty million dollars and put it towards you know getting people help with their drug problem instead right. of you know condoning it? You know, uh, anyway, a thousand uh, percent right. Ridiculous. I could not agree with you more, Ernest. Thank you. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Jerry, New Braunfels. What's going on, Jerry? Hi. Hi, Joe. My head is about to explode when I heard about the crockpots. Crack, crock yeah, the crockpots, crock exactly right. Um, <laughs> the crockpots on crack. Yes. I've got two grandchildren with life-threatening allergies. My kids can hardly afford the, I mean, the um, EpiPens that can save their lives. Right. And they expire, and you have to buy new ones. Whether you've used them or not, you have to buy new ones and keep them updated. And they are crazy expensive, sometimes $800, and they get no help, no help. But yet the drug addicts can get free pipes yes. and, and syringes. Yep. It, it just makes me crazy. It makes me crazy. So, in other words, and you're, and you're, 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 saying, you're saying you've got relatives that have severe allergies, and it would make more sense to, to give somebody who's not doing illicit drugs the ability to, to stay alive if, God forbid, they, they get themselves in a, in a situation with an allergy. Instead, $30 million for people to get a clean pipe, some clean needles, maybe some condoms if they need it, and then we're all set. I mean, that, that's how backward our society is. But as Obama historically right. said, Jerry... Keep in mind, elections have consequences, and we're realizing them right now. Well, I sure didn't vote for him. Me either. And I'm, I'm with you. Livid. I'm with you. I, I, I couldn't. I, listen, I don't blame you. There are good people out there who can't afford their medications. There are good people out there who need help, who are not doing anything illegal nor illicit, and they're not getting the help. Instead, we're helping people who are breaking the law. And I think it probably does have something to do with population control. Let's keep them hooked on either population control in the sense of reducing the population or population control in the sense of having the population reliant on us, the government, because now we're God and we're the bosses. Uh, I think it's probably the second one more than the first one. Let me go back at it. Uh, Debbie, I've only got one minute, but it's all yours. Let's go. All right. Hi, Joe. I'm really upset, too. My dear sister Donna died of an overdose of meth in Sorry December of 2019. She struggled so many years. And we're white. Crack and meth don't care if you're black or white or what you are. Do you know how many times I tried to get her into rehab and the wait list? I couldn't get her in there or we, you know, it, it just was substandard uh, care. I'm really upset. And the thought of my tax money going to something that killed my sister it's sick. and other families going through this tragedy. This is, I'm really upset today, Joe. I'm very upset. Well, again, I'm very sorry for your loss and you have every right to be upset. Uh, Debbie, thank you. And I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, being upset is is the right reaction to somebody doing something that's actually promoting what ended up killing your sister. You're right. Drug rehabs aren't up to snuff, not the ones that are affordable. I mean, you can go to some place in Malibu, I guess, if you've got a bunch of money. But uh, at the end of the day, if the government's going to be involved in this at all, and I'm not sure that it should be, in, in dealing with those who are hooked on drugs, the right way to do it is not to teach them how to do them better or cleaner or more often. The right thing to do is to say, here's how you get help. Here's how you get off of that drug. That drug shouldn't own you. You should get your life back. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We come back. It's going to be Vivek Ramaswamy. Great interview about the woke culture in this country. Keep it right here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have this guy back. Uh, he's a CEO. He's an author. He's a really, really smart dude. Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. How you doing? I told you I'm doing fine. Last week, I was talking to my daughter, Sam, who's my executive producer, and I said, well, you got to get Vivek on because this whole Joe Rogan thing and Spotify thing is really kind of mind-boggling. And I want to I get very specific in a second, but in a very general sense, are you surprised? You wrote the book Woke Inc., and you've got a, a better understanding of social media and the censor culture or uh, the cancel culture than anybody else that I've spoken with um, in a very general sense. Surprised by this or not? I'm not surprised by it, but I do think it's calling to the fore the, de- the main issue of our time, which is not a tyranny of the majority, which is what our founding fathers feared, by the way. Okay. And it's something to fear, but our Constitution does a pretty good job of protecting against that legally. It is a tyranny of the minority. And this is not a legal tyranny. It is a cultural form of tyranny where a small group of people have, for various reasons that I spent a book exposing, have managed to wield social and even hard power through the workings of private enterprise to create a new culture of fear that the majority is expected to abide by. And you have different types of leaders of companies. You have leaders of companies that actually are advocates for for being the tyranny of the minority. You have others, most of whom fit this bucket, who really have no spine whatsoever, and they're just going to ultimately wave in whatever direction they perceive the winds to be blowing. I think this is mostly the category that Spotify CEOs probably in, if you ask me. And then you have a rare category of CEOs who actually are willing to say that here's what what I believe, and whatever those beliefs are, I'm at least going to be transparent about them and abide by them through the front door. And so, yeah, I think it's a cool issue. I want to jump in here because I'm uncancelable, and I I truly mean that. Um, I've been in the business 32 years. I believe what I believe. I've said what I've said. I'm not afraid to back up what I've said. I'm not going to apologize. If the companies where I make my revenue today said, you need to do this or else you lose it all, man, I'll put a I'll put a little antenna outside in front of the house and I'll get a microphone and I'll try to broadcast that way. I'm not going to allow them to cancel me. And this really does go back. If we pare it down, Vivek, isn't this the same thing as a schoolyard bully? If you keep on letting him pound you in the face, he's never going to stop. If you stand up That's to exactly him and say, right. let's go, I'm going to, I'm going to fight back. Isn't that how you stop this? Yeah, you can't keep feeding the beast. And look, we use the word cancel culture. I want to define cancel culture in, in, I think, terms that we ought to stick to, which is it is the use of force instead of free speech and open debate as a mechanism for settling political questions. Okay, to me, one of the best measures of living in a democracy isn't the number of ballots that cast get cast every November. That's just the final act at the end of the process. It is a society that settles its political questions, its disagreements through free speech and open debate rather than through force. And what the tyranny of the minority calls for is actually the use of force, including corporate force, to silence the kind of debate that otherwise would have settled questions. If you actually even think as recently as last year, there was a Johns Hopkins study that actually came out in the last week, which found that lockdowns did absolutely nothing, right. nearly zero, to actually prevent deaths from the coronavirus or even, or even morbidity right. from the coronavirus. Okay, look, I'm actually in the camp of saying that we were going through a pandemic for the first time in a long time. I don't necessarily fault people who are making wrong decisions on the fly, but what I do fault is a culture that censored debate about it. YouTube took down anti-lockdown speech. We would have gotten to the right answer more quickly if we were allowed the kind of free speech and open debate that the pursuit of truth through science depends upon. And so what we're seeing through this new, Spotify is just the latest symptom of what's happened to Joe Rogan. 
what we're really seeing is the emergence of this new culture that wants to use force instead of debate to settle a political question, which is exactly what you think of as the definition of living in a dictatorship rather than in a democracy, which in turn creates a great fear of being able to speak your mind freely and out in the open. And I will tell you, Joe, I cannot remember a time in my adult life, in my whole life, where there was a greater difference between what people were willing to say in public and what they were willing to say in private. So well and to said. me, that is an, an, an indictment of the true health of any democracy. It is an indictment of the health of our democracy. And I think we need to fix that. It's Vivek Ramaswamy. Go to his website, VivekRamaswamy.com. You see it on the screen underneath his name. Also get the book, Woke, Inc. Woke, Inc. It's a great expose on exactly what's happening here. You keep saying the term tyranny of the minority. That is so important, Vivek. And maybe you can expand upon that because those of us who are in the majority understand, well, some of us understand that we can fight back just by giving truth. But there are a lot of people in the majority who believe the minority are the majority and they just want to get along. Is, yeah, is, look, that, is that what we're seeing? Do they believe that everybody must believe what the what the big wokesters on, on Twitter say or else why would they say it? In fact, we have the power. We just don't know it. Yeah. And look, I'm a big fan of no form of tyranny. I don't like a tyranny of the majority right. any more than I like a tyranny of the of minority. Course. It's just that the moment of tyranny today is the tyranny of the minority. And so, look, I think that you ought to judge a movement based on how it behaves, not when it's on the losing side, but when it's on the winning side. And right now, what you see for civil rights movements in this country is that they have now reached the promised land over the last 10 years for racial civil rights, for gender-based civil rights, for sexual orientation. In fact, even for the transgender movement, the question I frequently ask is, what rights does a transgender person want in the United States that they do not already have? I've never heard a good answer to that question. Great question, yeah. Other than actually participating in female sports, there isn't a really good answer to that question. Right. And so to me, what's actually happening is when these movements have ultimately reached the promised land, they actually go from being movements that were about winning rights for themselves, which in many cases I think were rightly won, to actually becoming the new tyrants that actually deprive other people of their rights. And this happens to be the majority that they're depriving of their rights. So it's not that I think right. that majority mob rule is the right answer to. I'm far, far from an advocate of that. I just think that we ought to wake up to the fact that the tyranny we see today is different than the tyranny that our founding fathers envisioned. Well, and that's going to require new models for the conservative movement to wake up to for how we're actually going to fight that tyranny. You and the I agree. The movement is just one amongst many of those examples. Exactly. VivekRamaswamy.com. That's his website. Get his book, Woke Inc. Uh, you studied this way more than I ever will. So I've got to ask you this question. When you see somebody like uh, um, a Graham Nash or 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 uh, uh, Neil Young, all uh, David Crosby, Joni Mitchell, Bruce Springsteen's in the fray. Although I don't think he pulled his music, but Peter Frampton, Spotify, we're going to take our music down unless you do something we want. Now that's very different than me saying I don't like what McDonald's did the other day. I'm not going to go back there anymore. I can make that decision. I don't have. I don't need McDonald's yeah. to close. So what? Sure. How did we get here, Vivek? In your study of this, how did we get to the point to where those who have a problem, they've got some issue, whatever it happens to be, need you to not exist anymore for life to be okay. And they're using their muscle rather than their arguments to be able to get to that goal. That's what that heart of cancel culture is all about. I talk about this distinction in my my book, Joe, and it's a complicated issue because, look, let's say there's a, a barber who's bad for some reason. Let's say he's racist and you don't want to go to the racist barber. Right. Well, the thing that I would say is you have a perfect right as a consumer to say that you don't want to go to that barbershop, okay? You go to a different barbershop instead. That's part of how capitalism works. Right. But there's a difference between you choosing not to go to that barbershop 
and taking a bullhorn to the front of that barber shop because once you do that, then you're trying to starve the barber. Right. And I think that that's a really fine line that ultimately is the line between integrity, making decisions that align with your own beliefs, and the ability to use force to inflict harm on somebody else without using your arguments to actually get to the right answer together. That's a subtle distinction to miss. And in the name of doing the former, of acting with integrity and in accordance with their beliefs, what you've seen from modern progressives is bleeding into actually creating a new tyranny of actually using their power to become the new tyrants. By the way, the barber would starve because of word of mouth, because people stopped going to the racist barber. That's capitalism. That's free enterprise. That's exactly how it would work. This is not what they want with Joe Rogan. They, they've they already taken down 70 of his past episodes. They've put out a video about him saying the N-word or whatever else it is. Um, but, but building but, a barricade. Well, the exactly right. From going in. I, I, I agree. But, but even the barber's wrong. Uh, you and I agree a racist barber should not be, I'm not going to go to him. But, I, I but, don't want to go to him. I don't want to get my hair cut. And I, right, and I but totally I don't want to blow the building up. I, I don't want to burn exactly. down, you know, exactly. it, it, he'll go away by attrition. Let's go to this case, though, with Spotify. And not that it really matters, right versus wrong. It, it's really, it really matters uh, about the First Amendment. But with Spotify, they're all wrong. He had, on, he had Dr. Malone on, he had Dr. McCullough on, people I've had on my show several times, who are above reproach with their information on COVID, on vaccines, and on, and on therapeutics. What they said on his show was correct, but it's being spread as though it was somehow informa- disinformation or misinformation. And they're all leaving because of the misinformation on the Joe Rogan show, which was not misinformation. So... How about that angle of it? Does that matter? Does it matter if they're telling the truth or not telling the truth, or is it only a matter of the First Amendment and we can all exist? Look, as I have to admit, I haven't watched the Robert Malone episode or the right. Dr. Malone episode on on uh, Joe Rogan's show, so, so I, I'm not going to be in a position to comment on that. I got you. I'm coming at this from a position of principle, though. Okay. I think that the right way to get to truth, not just under the First Amendment, but even in our democratic culture, in our scientific culture, the way to get to truth is through free speech and open debate. That gets us to truth faster. And I don't know how many times we have to learn that lesson over and over again, from anti-lockdown speech that was censored that could have gotten us to the right answer on lockdown sooner, right. to ultimately having that be banned by YouTube and others to actually the origin of this pandemic, where actually as recently as a year ago, you could have posted on Facebook and said that the or the coronavirus could have originated in a lab in China, you would have been censored. Yep. Now that is, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many sophisticated people looking at this situation, the dominant theory for where this lab and this, this virus originated. I think that we have learned the lesson time and again that the answer to bad speech or incorrect speech is not less speech. It is more speech. Exactly. That's what we need to see, not just in our laws, but in our culture, too. And, and I, you know, honestly, I'm not that particularly peeved by this particular episode, partly because I didn't watch, you know, those particular episodes of Joe Rogan's show. Right. But also because I'm just not surprised anymore. This is this is just a symptom of the broader cultural cancer. Well, Joe, well hold on. That's a great up, point. That cancer. It, that's a great point. Are they trying to numb us to where we say this is usual? This is normal. Therefore, eh, it's acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that it has become so normal that we need to actually make sure that we're consistent in ev- not just in the ways that elevate and bubble up to the surface in the case of a Joe Rogan controversy, but in everyday life, in the board meetings that we're a part of, right. in the parent teacher conferences that we're a part of, in the dinner table conversation that we're a part of, breaking down the wall. It's kind of what uh, kind of like what what uh, Ronald Reagan famously said to Mikhail Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Yeah. You know, we need to tear down that cultural wall in our everyday lives to reopen 
free speech, open debate, and open dialogue, which is part of what define part of what defines what it means to be American in the first place. VivekRamaswamy.com. That's his website. Get his book, uh, Woke Inc. It's Vivek Ramaswamy. Always the guy I want to go to when a situation like this happens. There's so much more to talk about. I know that you've got other interviews to do. Do me a favor. Just just give me a minute or so on your brand new book that that's coming out. Can people pre-order it? First of all, what's the name of it? What do we get out of this one? Thanks for asking, Joe. Yeah, so it's coming out in September. It's available for pre-order. The name of the book is Nation of Victims, Identity Politics, The Death of Merit, and the Path Back to Excellence. And the book is basically about a rejection of victimhood as the American identity that we've embraced in the short run to revive a pursuit of excellence as actually what our national identity is built on. To say that whether you're black or white, gay or straight, man or woman, the thing that brings us together as Americans is that we pursue excellence unapologetically in the ways that we know how. That could be in sports, it could be in music, it could be in the classroom, it could be in medicine, it doesn't matter. Part of what defines the American essence is that inner animal spirit to pursue excellence, to pursue exceptionalism unabashedly. That's what we need to revive. That's what we're missing. And I actually think that'll be unifying for our country as well. That's what I talk more about in the book. Nation of Victims, go and get that book. There's a long subtitle as well. Uh, Go and get it right now for pre-order. Get the book that's been out for a while, Woke Inc. It's an incredible read. And and Vivek, you're doing God's work, man. You're keeping us aware of what's going on out there and keeping us aware. Before we press that button to go to that website, we now know going in what to expect. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. We're, We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pags Show. 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. Just a minute, I'll read some of the emails. Carrie, I got so many emails on that crack story. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I bet you did, yeah. Melting down the email. We shut the phones off because of the interview coming up, so... Um, the, the, the phone lines were melting down as well. People are just beside themselves, mm-hmm. rightfully so. But I do have one guy who gives me a hard time because you know, the, the needle exchange is so so positive a thing for community. So we'll get into that if we, if we possibly can in a second. Let me tell you about the sponsor. This half hour is uh, Super Beats. Super Beats Heart Chews, their tasty treat. They give you the energy you need. They're good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add just two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without the caffeine crash because Super Beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure. It's part of a healthy lifestyle. Your blood pressure, your circulation, your blood flow, all of that is so important, and it's all regulated by your system. As we're younger, we have more nitric oxide, so we can regulate it better. As we get older, we don't produce as much. Super Beats Heart Chews will help you solve that problem. Because you listen to my program, you can get an incredible deal right now, up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's the best offer available anywhere. JoeLovesBeats.com, 45% off right now, JoeLovesBeats.com. That's the website they made for you because you listen to my program. If you want to save a bunch of money, you want to start getting healthier, JoeLovesBeats.com. Do it right now. All right, let me, let me fill you in on some of these emails that I got. I mentioned Susan earlier, who says she's a retired social worker. Um, it used to be that when folks realized they had a drug or alcohol problem, the thing that worked best for most people was a 12-step program with abstinence because the, the social service community, in my opinion, is afraid of the higher power part of this. 
They have switched to this wacky way to treat addiction called harm reduction. It's basically telling an addict that they don't really need um, to stop. Just use without hurting yourself or anyone else. The nature of the addiction is not uh, being able to control your use. This harm reduction insanity will hurt more people than it will ever help. She's right. I agree with her wholeheartedly. Todd says the only things... uh, they only do these things to further break things. They'll hold up a color, a sex, a baby, whatever, as a defense, but it always boils down to destroying things so they can rebuild it. They're communists, okay? Darren says, what happened to D.A.R.E.? Um, also, safe sex kits? Well, practice safe sex. And then he says something that I can't say on the radio. Gary can't say that on the radio. Okay, be careful. Had the, had the F word in there. He was wound up. Ooh, sounds like. He's ready to go. Sounds like. This one is from Matt, says, how, and by the way, if you write me, I will use your first name, not your last name. I don't want to uh, out you for who you are completely, and many of you don't think that I will. I'm just going to say your first name. Uh, how long till these are being confiscated by police or for paraphernalia since having that is illegal? Having a crack pipe is against the law in most anywhere. So um, who sued the federal government costing us more in tax dollars? I don't know. And it's an interesting uh, uh, quandary. They are not going to be arresting people because they're going to give them the clean crack pipe, have them smoke crack right there in front of them, and I guess throw it away? I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're leaving with the crack pipe. I could be wrong about that, but it sounds like you can actually go there and use right in the same facility. Uh, this one is from Greg. In regards to today's radio show topic, presenting the public with clean crack pipes and needles is an idea that was present in neighborhoods in a, in a way to prevent the contraction on HIV. We learned in grade school, would society and communities rather have another pandemic on AIDS and HIV? Would you rather fight, fight a blood-borne pathogen from dirty needles? No, Greg. I would rather people don't use needles and shoot up illicit drugs in the streets to maybe attack you and your family to steal money so they could go buy some more illicit drugs in the street. I'd rather people not smoke crack cocaine and ruin their lives and and OD on on illicit drugs. I'd rather that we as a community did not fund a government that gave out free needles and crack pipes so people can continue to be addicted instead of helping them, saving them, and giving them a great life like clearly you have. How about that? So, So yes, I would rather have people who are focused on rehabilitation and not using the drugs instead of people who are being told, here's some clean paraphernalia, continue doing what you're doing, it's okay with me. That was Greg, the, the one guy who thought it was a good idea, I guess. This is from uh, David. What business received a $30 million contract to make crack pipes? What was the selection process and who are they related to? Good question, David. That's a very good question. It's a very good question. I have no idea who's getting the money, why they're getting the money, or why we did this. Because there is no logical reason or rational reason why we would ever have said, let's provide some clean crack pipes because that somehow brings racial equity. They actually use the term racial equity in underserved communities. Much more to come. Keep it here. Joe Pags.